Hi. Welcome back to Molly Nook Podcasts. I'm your host, Matt Wilkinson. In this episode, I continue my exploration of AAC and turn my focus to the relationship between AAC, augmentative and alternative communication, and live performance. Joining me are Kenz and Margalee, two members of the Penn State Sign Language Organization, a student-run org which consults with a faculty advisor skilled in ASL. The two of them explain the way that ASL, American Sign Language, has been incorporated into the For Good Performance Troupe, a theater troupe which provides performers with Down syndrome the opportunity to take center stage. A key role of the Sign Language Org is teaching that group of performers the signs to specific songs. ASL is a complete natural language that is the same linguistic properties as spoken languages, with grammar that is different from English. It is also considered a form of AAC in the sense that it can be used to augment, or as an alternative, communication. But it is good to remind ourselves that this is a fully formed, rich language of its own. Two quick notes before we begin. I've made sure our discussion of specific signs is accessible to listeners, but if you want to see the signs demonstrated when we're discussing them, I'd encourage you to check out the video version of this episode on mollynookfilms.com which includes Ken's and Margalee demonstrating the signs. And on the topic of accessibility, a new page has been added to the Molly Nook podcast site, which will offer transcriptions of all the episodes. Season 2 is available now, and Season 1 will be soon. As always, thanks for listening. Hey everyone, how's it going? <laughs> and then we'll just like... I am Mackenzie, and I am a senior here at Penn State. And I am the president of Sign Language Organization. Um, and hi, I'm Margalit. I'm a sophomore at Penn State. Um, and I'm the THON fundraising chair in um, Sign Language Organization. And you're going to be, are you leading the Sign Language Org next year? Or you're yeah. leading For Good? For sure, I'm going to be taking over um, For Good for the Sign Language Organization and being the primary like liaison between those two things. Um, but we haven't had elections yet for sign language organizations, so we'll figure all that out later in the year. Cool. Well, maybe a good place to start then is talking a little bit about what the sign language org is and maybe how you guys got involved with it. Sure. So I entered Penn State as a freshman, communication sciences and disorder major, which is a big word for speech therapy. And they had this class offered to take, which was deaf culture. And I just became really intrigued with deaf culture and about the language of American Sign Language. I had known nothing about it previously. And I heard through the CSD, which is the acronym for the Big Word Communication Sciences and Disorders, that there was a sign language organization at Penn State. And I said, no way. I have to get involved. So I got involved as a freshman, knowing no sign language at all. And then I am now a senior and I'm the president because I stayed dedicated to it and took um, all of the outreach opportunities. Marg, do you want to talk about how you got involved? Sure. Um, I When I was in first grade, my teacher, his wife taught at a school for deaf students. Um, and so like in my first grade classroom, we would just learn um, like the ABCs, a couple of words, just because, um, you know, he was involved in that community. And ever since like learning the alphabet, I always wanted to learn ASL. Um, and then growing up, I 
tried to like teach myself a couple um, phrases and words, but it never really worked out. And um, ultimately one of the reasons I chose to go to Penn State for college and um, I looked into it was because I knew they had a sign language program. I knew they had a couple classes. Um, and so when I got to Penn State, I'm a human development and family studies major, so not CSD, but um, I knew I wanted to take sign language. And um, before the sign language classes at Penn State um, are really not competitive, but they're like hard to get into because a lot of people want to take them. So my first semester, I did not get into the sign language class. And I heard from a friend that there was a sign language club. I was like, oh, well, I have to join that. Um, and so I've been involved since I was a freshman. And now I'm in ASL three this semester. It's nice to hear that it's competitive. That means there's a lot of interest in learning sign language, which I think is really important. I also think it's really cool that you're that you learned it in first grade. I think that's also really important. I'd love to see sign language more commonly taught in elementary, middle, and high school. And then let's move, I guess, from sign language org into um, what's the connection between For Good and the sign language org? So I got involved with For Good very early on when I joined sign language org, which to say I was nervous because we were going to be, quote unquote, teaching the individual's sign language to these songs. And now sign language going back to that really quickly sign language org always just likes to promote the fact that we're trying to spread deaf culture and deaf awareness because this is not our first language and we should be respectful to it and we are just trying to provide awareness to the community mark do you want to jump in about your experience and then sure yeah um i my first semester, um, I have a friend who is from State College. She went to State College High, I believe is the name of the high school. And she was involved in Best Buddies, um, which I was also involved in um, in my high school. And she told me, like, there's this um, group of performers. They all have Down syndrome. Like, let's go see them. And I went and it was so cool. I loved it. Um, it was so much fun. Um, and I, at that point, I wasn't involved in sign language organization. Um, so it was actually perfect because I knew um, that I still wanted to be involved with something similar to Best Buddies in um, college. And I knew I wanted to learn sign language. So this was actually like the perfect match. Um, and I remember the first time we all signed or some people were singing and some people were signing for good, the song for good. And it was almost like magical, like everybody just singing and signing together. It was so fun. Oh, I was just going to say, I am, um, cause I did for good in high school um, uh, as a, a peer volunteer. And then um, after I graduated, I stopped doing for good just because uh, I ended up with a lot more work uh, in school than I expected, but I went to see it the first time they uh, incorporated sign language. And it was like, it's such a, powerful experience realizing like oh this is something for everyone now something just really quickly to that point too that I thought was really cool is uh, I read this recently in an article so you guys also are interpreting the signs alongside the for good troop um like underneath the stage like on the ground in front of it and I just read an article about um sign language interpreters when they're doing performances they're not performing they are providing that service to those uh who need who are using ASL so that's just really, I think it's a good thing to clarify. And it's also just kind of a neat thing uh, that we all- And I just had to add on, um, it is also just a great way for those maybe in the troop who have a harder time expressing their communication needs out loud and voicing it, they're able to sign along with the songs. And it's just amazing to see how that comes together and they're able to do that. Yeah, that's really cool. 
Actually, it's funny that you brought that up too, because this um, I'm hoping that this first like batch of podcasts for the uh, new year, we're going to focus a little bit more on AAC just for yes. um, the first few episodes, sign language being a form of AAC. So that's also a good point. It's, it's, it's cool that performers are also learning sign language, so they might be able to use it themselves. Yeah. Let's even get more focused now uh, and talk about interpreting. Do you guys off the top of your head, maybe list some of the songs that uh, uh, the sign language org has interpreted and then um, taught to the performers before? Yeah. Um, last, I know the, the semester that I was most involved with recently, it was Happiness from Charlie Brown. Um, oh, What a Beautiful Morning um, from Oklahoma, I believe. And um, For Good from Wicked. And I don't know, Ken's, you've been in the troupe much longer than I have. So I don't know yeah. if there are any others. Um, For Good was definitely one that has always been the biggest. But uh, when I started and I took over for a previous president, Dana, is which I really started focusing in on all the songs was Happiness. Mm -hmm. And I just love that. Yeah, I think that's all of them, actually. I think mm -hmm. you uh, and I think the the one of the other cool things about um switching from in-person to Zoom for because of the pandemic has been seeing sign language even more integrated into the four good performances. So let's talk about uh, approaching them and um, interpreting them. What does that process look like? Right. So again, I always preface this with we're hearing individuals just trying to spread awareness about the language with the most utmost respect. Um, so as a hearing individual and as Marg said, she's taken the ASL classes. I've taken both ASL classes with Professor Summer Chilton, who at the time was the only professor on campus teaching American Sign Language. And now we have Shasta, who is a deaf professor on campus. I haven't gotten the chance to meet her yet. Super amazing. But I TA'd for American Sign Language as well. And we really focus on the grammar. So we approach the songs by first running through and reading all the lyrics like we just write them out and then underneath every line we take those and we rewrite them in the ASL grammar which is that topic comment structure because we want to establish and set up the time that we're in if it's in the past if it's in the present and so on cool that's actually really interesting I'd like to just talk quickly more about that yeah. like could you give an example of a sentence uh, maybe from one of the songs and then how you restructure it to fit into ASL's grammar? So the one of the lines that I wrote down was from happiness when it says telling the time. We're not going to be like telling the time we do time and then look at. So that was mm -hmm. one that I thought of. And the same thing with catching a firefly and setting it free. We have to first establish that there is a firefly before we can catch the firefly. So we say firefly, catch. Yeah, that's another thing. Like we're not, when we translate the songs, it's not like literal. Like you're not, um, it's not like tell, like if you were going to say like telling and you would like touch your um, index finger to your mouth, like you're not telling the time it's more like that sentence means like you're looking at the time so you have to think about what each line is actually like the meaning of each line rather than just the literal words yeah because mm -hmm. for every english word or sentence there's not a specific sign so we're translating it to what it would be in american sign language 
Yeah, I, that's so this is actually um, this leads right into my next bullet point I have written down, which is um, the like literal meaning or like the literal translation versus like the um, idea behind it. The obvious one that I know is for good, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's not how you would uh, sign the idea behind for good. Um, so how do you approach that? How do you try to maintain the uh, meaning of the song while also keeping it accurate? Um, within ASL? So that is like um, how you just did like the for good, in a sense, translating to American Sign Language, you're trying to say that that line is like, because I knew you, like I've been changed for good, which basically is meaning for the better, like for improvement. Like, so we're trying to take more like signs that are, yeah, Mark, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I think so. I think um, we're trying to like, you know, as interpreters, you're like, the goal is to provide the best possible translation um, to convey because you know, if we as hearing individuals are sitting there listening to the song, like, we're, when we're listening to the song for good, we're not um, hearing, you know, the literal meaning. It's a song about friendship. It's a song about like, the impact you've had on someone's life. Um, and so instead of like um, having like the words up for interpretation, I guess we, I think our goal is to um, convey like the emotional meaning of the song through sign language as well. Mm -hmm. I'm also curious, Dana mentioned this like three years ago, maybe yeah. more uh, when I talked to her about this uh, for something else. Sometimes it seems like these signs and sign language is a cool language too, because a lot of times the signs themselves feel very intuitive. Like once you know it, you're like, Oh, of course. Right. Yeah. Um, so when Dana was talking about um, coming up with some of the signs, she was talking about through a forest or something. I forget the exact yeah, line yeah. of the song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool. I, I don't, I usually don't use video for these. I probably won't for this one. So do you want to describe what you're doing? <laughs> Yeah, so for this, the sign is forest, which, Mark, do you remember exactly which line that is? It's like halfway through the woods or something like that. Yeah, that's so, it. Yeah. Like the woods, obviously, like, because you can do, like, many trees like this, or mm -hmm. you can animate it. Like, in lieu of, like, where the music is still continuing to go, like, we're still continuing with our songs, like, halfway through the woods, and, like, she just keeps, like, she holds that note out, so that's essentially, like, what we're doing and just making it more animated to follow along with the line. If people are like just listening to this, like Ken's has her um, her right arm, she, she has it like upright, um, like a tree, like standing up like a tree and then it moves past her. And like, if you're just looking at it, it looks like you're, the person is like traveling through the woods. So I feel like um, it's very like artistic. ASL is a very, obviously a very visual language. Um, and so it just, you know, emphasizes the meaning of that while also, you know, making it a more enjoyable, like visual experience, I think. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like a really beautiful uh, interpretation of that line where it's not because what she is doing, like you said, is each um, arm is a tree and she's throwing up multiple ones behind yeah. her. So as if you're mm -hmm. going forward through the woods mm -hmm. and it just adds so much. It makes it a very musical like the way that we interpret music, it makes it a very like visual version of that, which is cool. Same with Comet. I love how Comet, is this? Yeah, I think that's mm -hmm. very cool. <laughs> 
it's the pointer finger going across and there's a moon behind it or something, some sort of planet. Yeah. Do you guys off the top of your heads, maybe uh, have any other examples of where you're kind of creating a visual, like a, an interpretation that's very visually driven like that? I have happiness up. So I was going to say my, I think my favorite line of happiness or my favorite one to sign, I can't remember what the exact line is, but it's something about like taking a walk and holding someone's hand. And the sign for walk is you have like you, your two hands, um, they're all five fingers are out and you're like swaying them back and forth, like mimicking feet. And then that line goes on, you're doing the walking motion and then you grab the other hand and like sway it back and forth. Um, and I think that line is just the cutest um, because, you know, it, it does a good job of uh, showing like you're taking a walk and then you're holding someone's hand. I had never thought about that too. That's like, a, that's a neat um, example of that. That was a line that definitely stuck out um, to the four good troop too, because they were like, I love that. You can just walk and hold hands. Mm -hmm. And we love that line. So mm -hmm. cute. I had a great time learning Oh, What a Beautiful Morning. Yes. Happiness seems like a very easy song to, to get, a, get a handle on. Yeah. Yeah. What is your approach usually? I know we talked about this a little bit before, but when you have those really... Um, abstract concepts being brought up like in uh the Oklahoma song like you were saying before like what do you look for how do you break down like a very uh, abstract concept into a, a a realer easier to to sign um sentence sure I mean um I know I wasn't involved with the um glossing glossing is just like uh translating that written English into the written ASL um but um, occasionally in sign language organization, we gloss songs. Like I think we gloss all I want for Christmas is you um, in December. Mm -hmm. And like when, when it's those tricky lines um, that are long and abstract, I think the best approach there is saying like, okay, what's the key meaning of this sentence? Like what is this sentence trying to get across? Um, and then you can consider things like setting up things in your space. ASL is really unique in that, like, um, like if you want to say something about, like, I think in All I Want for Christmas is You, and I'm sorry, I'm deviating away from the oh, Oklahoma that's okay. song. This is so, um, yeah. Yeah, um, but like, I think I, I, it was like hang the stockings above the fireplace or something. And that was kind of a complicated line. So like the first thing we did was set up like a fireplace. Like if you like draw out the space, and set up a fireplace and then you can set up like okay here's a rack and I'm gonna hang a stocking um so I think you can use those unique elements of ASL like Ken's was saying how instead of you you wouldn't sign like turn your head but instead you can simply like physically turn your head um so I think it would be like okay what's the key meaning of the sentence what do we want to get across and how can we do that using the unique features of ASL Mm -hmm. Let's talk, I guess, a little bit about um, teaching it then, because the other huge part of this is, um, you know, interpreting the song and then getting it down yourselves. And then you have to teach it to another group of people. What does that look like? How do you approach teaching it? So teaching it, because I always like I have been saying these people are gonna be like, wow, this girl is so repetitive. I try to come across as respectful as possible, because this is not my first language. So I am trying to continue to spread awareness and teach it the best I can. 
So it's completely different. I would say when I'm teaching like the four good troop versus when I'm teaching just sign language org in general, like how Marg was saying, all I want for Christmas. The four good troop just loves to learn the signs. So I just absolutely love that. But we also want to keep it simpler in a way since now, especially it is on the Zoom platform for them. So we don't want it to get too confusing and overwhelming. And you have a huge age range too. I think the youngest one is like seven. Yes. So, and then the oldest, and you have like 27 year olds. So that's a huge age range to um, accommodate. And to keep engaged. And so we want to, that's why we pick songs that we're going to sign that will keep them interested and want to keep them signing. Mm -hmm. So my approach when I teach something, I'm not going to be like, okay, so I'm not going to teach them the whole alphabet. I teach them in ways that I help myself remember the signs because I think, oh, like I remember ice cream is just like licking an ice cream cone and I'm eating my favorite ice cream. I try to make it relatable for them so that they're able to remember the signs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think also like, as mentioned before, a lot of the signs, maybe not right away, but when you learn the meaning behind each sign, it can be very intuitive. Like I'm thinking the sign off the top of my head is like change, which we do in for uh, the song for good. Like you, if you saw an interpreter or someone who um, uses sign language do that sign, you may not know what it means right away. But um, if you're explaining it to someone like, oh, you have one hand on top and one hand on the bottom, and then you switch them, like then they'll understand like, oh, it's changing. Um, and like, a lot of it, once you know the word behind the sign or the meaning, it becomes very intuitive. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. Well, I actually, to that point too, this is a little outside. You did the, you taught sign for the CSD uh, group, but that was also being created. That was generated by the, the people in the class. Do you think there's, was that cool for you because you had a little bit more, um, uh, influence over what was being done or is there kind of a challenge there too in terms of like when someone is creating the song on the spot they could come up with a word that you've never <laughs> thought about or a sign that you've never had to think about before yeah no it definitely well first I felt a little bit more confident because I had already taught for good and I was like I got this I have CSC 497 I can do it if they ask me to do it and they asked me and I was still nervous because it was, although the LifeLink students, some of them are in for good, not all of them are. And it was also PSU students who I had never, who had never shown up to sign language org before. So I definitely always get a little nervous before I do that because I'm afraid someone's going to be like, hey, do you know like two different signs for that? Or is there a different way you can sign that? Because I don't want to confuse everybody else and mm -hmm. I don't want to confuse myself. Mm -hmm. um, but it definitely helped me and it helped me to become more confident even in with this semester. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's uh, I couldn't imagine teaching someone else sign language. It's like very, uh, I can't even, I've been doing sign language for a couple of months since, uh, actually this, since August. So a while now, kind of in, in a mm -hmm. sense. Uh, <laughs> I can't think, I could, I don't think I could keep up with anyone else who uh, knows ASL though. It's, yeah. it's like a, it, I don't even know quite how to describe it. Cause it's not even, it's like, you almost have stage fright when you're trying to put the signs together and the correct. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, I, <laughs> go ahead, Mark. 
Yeah, I know this summer I um, I was standing in line at a grocery store and a woman behind me was wearing a mask with a window. Um, and so like a, a clear window so you could read her lips. Um, and I, I asked her, I was like, oh, where did you buy your mask? Because we had to get those masks for um, my ASL class in the fall. And she was like, I'm sorry, I'm deaf. And so I realized, I asked her if she knew American Sign Language, but like, it was so rocky for me. Like I could, I could barely get the signs. I got very nervous. Um, and like, I'm always practicing sign language um, and, uh, you know, going to these silent events, but it, you really can get like almost stage fright um, when trying to communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it happens to everyone, I believe, because it happens to me when I sign with my deaf friends. It happens to me if a deaf individual comes to my work and I'm like, Oh, like, I can sign. And then they they asked me something and I'm like, uh, I kind of like forget. So give me one second. And I think the stage fright, it doesn't come across as a rude thing. It comes across that you care because you want to be a part mm-hmm. of this culture and this language and big D deaf. They have, they were born deaf. American sign language is their language and hearing people for the longest time have discriminated against them. So, just trying to be an ally for their community. It makes them feel more comfortable. Yeah. I think we're getting close to wrap up, but before we end, uh, do you either of you want to tell like, I don't know, a moment from teaching ASL or uh, maybe interpreting a song that was very uh, impactful or affirming for you in some way? Would Sure. I mean, I don't know that happiness song. Um, and when, what's the line? Like, happiness is anyone and anything at all that's loved by you I get chills like every single time we sign that line I don't know why um I I think watch I mean I miss when we were in person um and you could really stand there and see everyone um signing together but um it's just such a wholesome song and seeing everyone learn together is so nice I have to say probably last spring semester which is when The first time that I had taught everything was going to be performed on stage. So I was like very nervous, but it was so impactful to me because I sat on the chair in the front row and they were all lined up to sign happiness. And it just like, it happened. Like it just like in the blink of an eye, like it was over. And I had someone record it so I could go back and watch it. And it definitely impacted me, but for the way that I taught it, for the way that it came across, or because I'm hearing and I'm teaching American Sign Language, and I just wanted it to come across as like, we're doing this for the better of the community, not and not only for the For Good troop, but for the audience members who are coming to see it. I think what's so uh, amazing about adding sign language is that it's a very, it, it's kind of an advocacy point for everything because you never know who's in the audience will benefit from having the signs being done mm-hmm. on stage. It's a great kind of way to encourage people to go home and look up the signs for themselves or to even just start thinking about like, oh, that's Comet. That's cool. Now I know that. But I also think it's really cool because um, I think people who have Down syndrome, you know, they also get discriminated against a lot. And I think a lot of times people assume that they know less than they do or that, you know, they're not as intelligent maybe as someone else. So I think having them performing the signs along with the sign language organization is a very powerful um move it's really cool and it it um it really hits me <laughs> yeah me too you yeah. see goosebumps um so anything else any closing thoughts no i just love how you just sum that all up when they look at 
for the first time and they um, did it on stage. I was just so impressed because how you said, um, I'm going to graduate school for speech therapy and I will work with children who have Down syndrome. So I am not only advocating for the deaf community, but for individuals with Down syndrome. And I was just so impressed. Um, yeah, the same thing. I mean, I, I, um, I said this before, but I think like for Good Troop is uh, one of like, one of my favorite things I've ever done, probably. I, I loved um, being in Best Buddies, always. I'm very passionate about accessibility um, in all forms. People with Down syndrome use ASL to communicate as well. Um, and so I just love um, how it all comes together. And it's so even entertaining. Like, um, I was watching the performance with my sisters, and it was just like, I don't it's so fun. It's so fun to watch at the end of the day. Like, it's a performance group. Um, so, yeah.